Welcome to Thoughts in the Market. I'm Andrew Sheets, Chief Cross-Asset Strategist for Morgan Stanley. Along with my colleagues bringing a variety of perspectives, I'll be talking about trends across the global investment landscape and how we put those different ideas together. We're recording this from our London offices on Thursday, May 30th at 2 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. I've been on the road for the last two weeks talking to investors about the market outlook. Investors, or at least the ones I've met, are clearly worried about the renewal of trade tensions between the U.S. and China, a development they had not been expecting. But in terms of the impact on this for markets, opinions are more mixed. Many investors sound more sanguine on the state of things, and for the same reason. Even if trade tensions do remain unresolved, the U.S. Federal Reserve stands willing and able to reduce interest rates and support the market. This belief by investors in a supportive Fed isn't just rhetoric, it's what they see when they look at market pricing. Interest rate markets currently expect the Federal Reserve to cut interest rates by half a percentage point over the next 12 months. And options markets say that there's a 1 in 4 chance that the U.S. two-year note will be at 1.5% in a year's time, basically a full percentage point below the current Fed funds rate. So why mention this? Because we think the market's confidence in Fed support is a vulnerable assumption. First, because the bar for the Fed to take action could be higher than expected. And second, because if the Fed is reducing interest rates because economic growth is weakening, a theme that my colleague Mike Wilson discussed on Thoughts of the Market earlier this week, history says this is usually a bad environment for markets, not a good one. On the first point, why could the bar for a rate cut be higher than expected? At the most recent meeting of the Fed, Chair Powell indicated that the economy was in reasonable shape and that the outlook for interest rates was quite balanced hardly an indication that lower rates are imminent. With the unemployment rate at historical lows and U.S. core consumer price inflation above 2%, the case for a rate cut based on recent data alone is hardly straightforward. Then there's the question of so-called financial conditions. This somewhat amorphous concept is tied to the idea that the Fed should care about signals from the financial markets, not just the economic data itself. Lower stock prices, wider credit spreads, and higher bond yields all, in theory, suggest a higher cost of doing business, potentially warranting a central bank response. In early January of this year, a severe worsening in these financial conditions was cited by the Fed as a justification for their major shift in policy. Yet things look different today. Yields have been falling, credit spreads are still tight, and stock prices are only a few percent off of all-time highs. Financial conditions, in short, are far, far better than where they were the last time the Fed used them to justify an easier policy stance, another factor that we think raises the bar for the Fed to cut rates. The labor market, inflation, and financial conditions are all reasons why the Fed may not rush as quickly to the market's rescue as investors hope. In 2008, 2001, and 1990, when the market had to choose between being encouraged by a lower Fed funds rate and frightened by weaker economic data, the market consistently chose the latter. The bottom line, we wouldn't look to bond market expectations of rate cuts as a reason to be positive on stocks or credit. If the Fed does cut interest rates due to weaker data, expect us to sound more worried, not less. And if global data strengthens, will likely turn more optimistic, even if this means somewhat higher interest rates. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week for more of my thoughts on the market. The preceding content is informational only and based on information available when created. It is not an offer or a solicitation, nor is it tax or legal advice. It does not consider your financial circumstances and objectives and may not be suitable for you.